0: absolutely anybody could be like mary be like mary log on to chumbocasino.com and play for free now no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner
2: welcome to an all-new episode of the true crime never sleeps podcast today on cold case files we dive into the disappearance of Brittany and declan Ford.
1: welcome To an all-new season of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. This season, we dive into the most horrific unsolved murders in history. From the Black Dahlia murder to the unsolved murder of the Lady of the Dunes. Join us every Tuesday on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. As always, we thank you for listening.
2: Before we begin this episode of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Poddex. For sponsoring this episode, visit poddex.com and use the promo code LARRY21 for 10% off your first purchase. The link will be in the show notes. Thanks, and let's dive into this case. Brittany and Ford just couldn't catch a break. In April of 2015, Brittany was a 28-year-old mother of a 6-month-old boy. Her little boy, Declan, was a smiling baby with bouncing curls. Brittany and her husband, Maccardo were living in Conyers, Georgia. Late one evening in April, Brittany called the police and reported to them that Maccardo was beating her and her son. Police arrived and advised her to take the baby and go stay at the hotel. She agreed, but instead she drove all night up to Ohio, where her mother and brother lived. After some erratic behavior in Ohio, her mother had placed under a 72-hour watch in a mental hospital. Three days later, she was released and went to stay with her brother. On the morning of May 4th, Brittany's brother woke up and found both Brittany and Declan gone. Although he would bizarrely hear from Brittany one more time in a couple weeks, he would never see Brittany or Declan again. So where are Brittany and Declan Ford? Brittany Ford was born July 24th, 1986. Not much is known about her childhood, but all indicators are that she didn't have the most stable environment growing up. As an adult, she Married Ricardo Ford, and together they had little Declan Ford, born October fourth, twenty fourteen. Now, I mentioned this case is a timeline case, but it also crosses over several states. In fact, official missing person reports have their disappearances in different locations. Some from Georgia, some Columbus, Ohio, others hard in Montana. As we look over the details of the disappearance, you will see why. In April twenty fifteen, the exact date, which isn't confirmed, Brittany and Ricardo have a fight, and Brittany calls the police. She tells them that Micarta was abusing the baby. The police respond and advise Brittany that she should take Declan and go to a hotel for the night. It doesn't appear that Micarta was arrested that night, which leaves a little confusion as to what really happened that night. So Brittany packs an overnight bag and takes Declan, telling the police she's heading to a hotel. However, for some reason, she instead makes a 10-hour drive to Columbus, Ohio, where her mother and other family members live. Shortly after she arrives in Columbus, she starts accusing her stepfather of abusing her younger sister. Her behavior becomes quite erratic, and on April 16th, her family actually has her admitted to a mental hospital on a 72-hour hold. They believe she was having a mental break of some kind and were quite worried. Maybe Declan would stay with family. During that time, Ricardo drove from Conyers, Georgia, up to Columbus to visit Brittany in the hospital, but Brittany refused to see him. On April 19th, Brittany is released from the hospital and goes to stay with her brother for a couple of weeks. Things seem to be normal. On May 4th, her brother wakes up and finds both Brittany and Declan missing. He believes she had just gone out to pick up some food. Her purse was missing, as was Declan's diaper bag. But the rest of her clothing that she had there was still there. Her brother didn't think too much about it. However, when she still wasn't home that evening, the family started to look around for her. On May 7th, the family went to the Columbus Police Department to report her missing. One thing that is bothersome is the three days it took to report her missing. She had recently been having severe enough mental issues that she had been briefly hospitalized. It seemed that would be reason enough to worry and report her missing right away, especially because she had a six-month baby with her. In my opinion, I feel she and Declan should have been officially reported missing on May 4th. I also don't see any record of an Amber Alert being issued for Declan in Ohio also has Amber Alerts set up statewide. And some have said that is because he was with his mother. But I found the following information on the Amber Alert website indicating he still may have qualified for an Amber Alert. Quote, the law enforcement agency believes that the child is in imminent danger of serious bodily injury or death. There is enough descriptive information about the victim and the abduction for law enforcement to issue an ambulance to assist in the recovery child. The abduction is of a child aged 17 years or younger. If Brittany was unstable, maybe Declan was in danger. They also had good descriptions of both Brittany and Declan and knew what type of car Brittany was driving. She was in her white 2007 Nissan Versa with Georgia license plates. They also had the license plate number, so it seems more than enough information to put out an Amber alert or a possible similar alert. Through some type of GPS tracking, the specifics of which are unclear, they believe she went back to Georgia. Then May 14th, things would take a big turn when the family found out that a police officer had helped her with a flat tire somewhere in Indiana. He helped her, and not knowing she was a missing person, sent her on her way. Everything seemed normal. In May 16th, the family would once again get a surprise when Brittany called her brother and asked her to borrow $10,000. Again, we don't have specifics as to why she needed it. If it was just to get out, get on her feet somewhere, or if there was another reason she needed upwards of $10,000. The very next day, Brittany's car was found abandoned on the side of Highway 87 near Hardin, Montana. Highway 87 runs east and west, leading to Billings, Montana. Hardin, Montana is about an hour to the... East of Billings. Inside her car were Declan's car seat, Brittany's medication, and all of her personal belongings. It's believed at first that Brittany ran off and just doesn't want to be found. However, her family immediately is concerned for her and Declan, especially considering Brittany's recent struggles. Brittany had recently been talking about going to Texas, so it was reported that she might be heading there. No one was aware of any ties that she might have to anyone in Texas, Brittany's case doesn't receive much attention because it is thought that she voluntarily left the area on her own accord. But you'd think with her fragile mental state and the fact he was traveling with an infant, there would be some urgency there. So that brings us to the present day, in which there have been no sightings of Brittany or Declan, no formal searches organized, and no one has heard from them. Declan would now be six and a half years old if Brittany and Declan ran off, it'd become harder and harder to hide as Declan got older. Their names and photos have been on many mailings. They are listed as missing persons. Declan is in the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Database. And what makes this tricky is where to even look. If Brittany's goal was to disappear, she could be anywhere. There didn't seem to be much rhyme or reason to to the states she was traveling through. While most of her family and connections seemingly in Georgia or Ohio, it seems unlikely that she'd be there if she was trying to escape. This definitely raised some questions for me. One, why did this qualify for an AMR Alert or civil Alert, knowing Brittany's very recent history of mental illness? Two, the car. What happened when her car was found? Was the area searched? Was the car checked for mechanical difficulties? Did she run out of gas? And three, why did Brittany take off in the first place? Was there a valid reason for her and her son to escape? Or was this a result of mental breakdown? And four, with such bizarre circumstances surrounding this disappearance, why didn't this case receive media coverage? Why haven't we heard more from Ricardo? I did learn that in 2018, Ricardo did set up a GoFundMe to continue search efforts. But I've seen no interviews or articles or statements made from him beyond that. We are left wondering not only why she and Declan were in Montana to begin with, but what happened on Highway 87 that caused her to pull her car over and abandon it and what happened after that. There are so many possible layers to the why this happened, but well, let's look at the what may have happened up there. Starting with theory number one. Brittany had car trouble and she and Declan got a ride from someone away from the area. Maybe she made it somewhere completely random and set up a new life for her in Declan. Washington State, California, maybe she did make it down to Texas after all. My only concern with this theory is why is not she let anyone in her family know that she and Declan are safe? And if Declan's social security number shows up anywhere, it should be flagged. Doctor's office, school, health insurance. A lot of people believe this is the case. And honestly, it's probably the best case scenario. Theory number two, Brittany had card trouble, picked up by someone but met with foul play. I've talked before about the advantage travelers have when it comes to kidnapping and committing murders. In fact, there was a task force at one time dedicated to the investigation of possible truck driver serial killings. Some people have mentioned that the area her car was found in might not have been the greatest. And theory number three. Brittany pulled over, parked her car, and walked off, possibly doing due to having a psychotic episode. If this is the case. She may have wandered off into the wilderness. Montana is full of remote places, mountains, rivers, lakes, and just acres and acres of woods and farmland. Being this was May, she likely wasn't running into cold winter temperatures, but if she managed to survive out there until winter, it is doubtful she could have made it through the harsh weather conditions, at least not without some help. So what do you think happened to Brittany Ann Ford and Declan Ford? Do you think they're still alive out there? Let us know on Twitter at True Crime NS or leave us a comment on Instagram. And that's all we have for this episode of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to our podcast on all major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening. and I'll see you next time.
1: Thank you for watching the Cinema Gold Show. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold Show and like us on Instagram at the Cinema Gold Show. Support the show by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash cinemagold.
0: Absolutely, anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to jumbocasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for 1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon.